My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast on the solstice and equinoxes. So I am now just one day before this summer solstice, which happens to be a funny, interesting coincidence and story about how I got here. I'm going to talk about that today, as well as this week's transits and how they affect you and how you can best work with the transits. And if you want to know your free birth chart, go to quietmindastrology.com, get your free birth chart and a little training on how to read your chart so you can help apply some of the things I'm sharing in this episode and in my other episodes here where I talk about the Vedic astrology tradition, which uses the sidereal zodiac. So if you know your Western astrology already, the stuff you read in the newspaper and the horoscopes in the West, this is different. It uses a different zodiac, which is more true to the astronomical placements. So the moment you're born, if you saw that you had sun in Aries in Western astrology, it's likely not actually where the sun was in the sky because Western astrology uses the 2,000-year-old model of calculating those placements. So all that to say, you can get your free birth chart at quietmindastrology.com, and we're going to jump into today's topic of the solstice and equinoxes because tomorrow is the summer solstice here in the northern hemisphere, and if you're south of the equator, it is the southern hemisphere, and it is the winter equinox, or sorry, winter solstice happening here. So summer solstice, north of the equator, uh, winter solstice, south of the equator. It's always the case. They're opposite. Either way, we can talk about the meaning of the solstice and equinox. So if this is an unfamiliar word to you, or if you're kind of familiar with it, there's some interesting things to observe during these times of the year. So the equinox is the time when the day and night are equal length. So they take up the same amount of space and energy in the day, the sun and the moon. On the solstice, they are completely out of as far out of balance as they go. So on the summer solstice, the day is much longer, the night is much shorter. And on the winter solstice, the night is much longer, the day is much shorter. So I happen to come out to Southern California on the winter, on the uh, spring equinox this year. Just kind of an interesting coincidence. It felt like a new chapter beginning on that time. And now just one day before the summer solstice, I am moved in and today just got the power turned on at my new place that I'll be staying at for at least the next year. So there's a really cool story and arc going from checking the place out, checking the area out in the spring equinox to fully moved in and starting this new chapter on the summer solstice just a few months later. And all sorts of other synchronicities took place leading up to this, as I've talked about in recent episodes. But it just so happened to be right on the spring equinox, I'm in a new place, probably going to move to this new place. Big turning point in my life. So there's some major turning points every year for all of us. The solstice, the equinoxes, the eclipses, your solar return. To a lesser degree each month, there's your lunar return, your moon birthday, as I talked about last month or last week on the podcast. And there are also other little things like there might be Rahu and K2 transits, Jupiter, Saturn transits. And this year, there's a lot of that stuff. So a lot of big changes happening this year, as I've mentioned, throughout the past several months. You can go back in the archives for that. So today, as we move into July 21st, 2022, or whenever you're listening to this, uh, we want to understand this energy of the solstice and equinoxes. Equinoxes are a point of standing still right in the middle of the lunar and solar energies. 
the yin and the yang, the inhale, the exhale, the expansion and contraction, the up and down of life, to find your center and come back to what is your center. Not what someone else says you should be, not what you think you should be, not your head, logic, rational thinking, but that deeper, still, quiet voice within you that's not reactive, it's not loud, it's not scarce or urgent, it's still calm and present that says, this is an alignment, this is out of alignment. And as you pause on these times of the solstice and equinox, it's important to get clear on what is true for you now. It's a turning point. So it's a time where you can move on to a different phase of life or a different chapter of your life or continue a chapter if that's where you're at. But it's an opportunity, a choice point to reevaluate things, especially on the equinox because things are equal and balanced. But as we move towards the solstice, things go out of balance in a healthy way. So there's an imbalance every time you inhale and every time you exhale. That's not totally balanced while that's happening. That's what's happening on the summer solstice, which I'm going to speak more to the summer solstice for a moment. Uh, that's what is happening here in the Northern Hemisphere. But the summer solstice is a time of expansion, growth, being more extroverted, going out in a new direction, exploring, adventuring. And that's often what happens in at least in the Western cultures that I've grown up in, is things happen like the school season ends for the traditional sort of modern school. And kids go out on their summer break. And now there's a sort of pause from the learning and the education and the school system to go maybe on travel or vacation or just have a break and do things that are more about fun and play and exploration. That's the summertime. And, and then that comes to a conclusion and then we start to move towards the fall equinox and that's when we start to go back into like the school system for example i'm talking about just as kids but as adults we uh, can find that energy and that quality in ourselves as well even if you have like a very steady nine to five kind of job you can find that sort of expansive energy throughout the summertime to go out to go to new places to take a new path to work or walk on a new trail you haven't been on before might be something more dramatic, like moving across the country like I did this year. Uh, there are bigger chapters, bigger uh, bookends in our lives, and they're smaller ones. And neither is, it's not about comparing or trying to be anything you're not, but to tune into what is true and resonant in your life right now. So as you move towards the summer solstice, it's a more extroverted, outgoing time. And then there's a pause where it's the longest day of the year. That's the summer solstice. And now we start to move towards the winter solstice. So every day, the day gets a little bit shorter. Depending on where you are along the equator, that's going to vary. Uh, I grew up in Minnesota where the nights got very, very short. or The very, nights got very, very long. The days got very short. So it was a lot of darkness and a lot of lack of sunlight. And that created a seasonal affective disorder in me, a depression that was really difficult for me. And not having ex exposure to the sun limits our vitamin D in our bodies. And the vitamin D is sometimes considered like the conductor in our bodies, where if you don't have vitamin D, it's going to compromise your immune system to some degree, your focus, your clarity. And in the Vedic teachings, this is Agni, the sort of fire, the digestive fire, the focus, the clarity, the mental clarity, that's Agni. And that is decreased when we're not exposed to the sun as much. But we can increase it with 
diet, exercise, things that increase Agni otherwise, uh, our breath, our lifestyle habits, you know, eating spicy foods increases uh, Agni. Ginger, uh, things like that, cayenne can increase that. So as we move towards the winter solstice, there's a contraction, a letting go, a going within. A lot of animals in nature will hibernate. Us as humans, we just kind of keep everything the same and steady now in our modern lives, and we don't do that. But we could benefit from that going into the winter uh, solstice every year. So there's that point right at the peak of the summer solstice, and then you start to move towards longer nights and it's beneficial to sync up with the seasons, sync up with nature, and go a little more internal, just like a lot of animals do going into hibernation. Now, again, this is going to vary a lot depending on the climate you live in and where in the world you are uh, to more or less degree. But you can always balance these things out. Like if you live in a very, very tropical climate where it's just sunny all year, kind of the same all year, close to the equator, you can have more introspective internal time by creating more of that routine in yourself. But the truth is you're in that climate and environment where it's not as much affected and you're not as much having those longer nights. So your lifestyle might adapt to be that way. And you might have more prana and energy because of that steady uh, climate that you're more in sync with it. Same thing if you're closer to uh, further from the equator where it's more uh, cold and dark most of the time. And there are many people who thrive in that environment and prefer that environment. And it's more introspective, more internal, and less external, less extroverted. And you can benefit from that too and syncing up with that if that feels in alignment for you. So there's no right or wrong, no judgment. There's no better place to be. It's about feeling what's in sync and alignment for you. For me, living in the cold, dark climate of Minnesota really affected my mood and emotions, and I didn't feel as fulfilled and expressed there. So I felt like I needed to get to somewhere like Austin, Texas, where I lived the past 11 years, which has like 350 days of sun. So a very big difference. And I feel like it helped my expression, my mental clarity, my Agni, all these areas of life, immune system, focus, all these things are affected by your Agni, which is an Ayurvedic term, which is hard to summarize in one word, but it is increased by sort of heat, fire, passion, focus, drive, and it strengthens all of those things as well. And the sun is the best source of that, uh, but then the sun distilled into fruits, vegetables, and plants, and even to some degree animals, if you eat animal foods, the sun is what is powering all of that. So when we're eating, we're eating the sun to some degree. So we're getting that Agni one way or another. So as we go into the summer solstice right now, as I'm recording this, it's a perfect time to be a little more extroverted, a little more outgoing, celebrate, party, have more fun, expand, grow into new directions, and then start this transition uh, into the end of the summer solstice towards the winter solstice of slowly scaling it back. It's more like an exhale, a letting go, a release. And it's basically that whole month around the 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 solstice where you can be in that energy. So you don't need to start scaling it back right away, but kind of see that trajectory you're on, where in six months, you want things to be a bit more simple, a bit more refined. You've let go of things, just like the trees let go of their leaves in the winter, and again, depending on your climate, and you're slowly letting go and transitioning to that winter season. But there's a little pause there, a little time to reflect, to celebrate, to go within and to go without and go out and celebrate on the summer solstice 
And if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, it's a little bit the opposite. So peak of the winter solstice is the time of introspection, going within, and then it's time to start coming out of the cave, so to speak, and move towards the summer solstice and repeat the cycle over and over again. And that's what all we're doing here at studying astrology, studying the cycles of time and how they affect us on a personal level and a global level, and we can see those patterns. So hopefully this gives you some perspective on the summer solstice and encouragement to celebrate in some way. It can be small or big as you'd like, but getting exposure to the sun during this time can be very beneficial. And if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, doing the opposite, exposure to the moonlight and time within, time internal in the winter solstice. So hopefully that gives you some perspective to use and apply to your life. If you want more details on the cycles that affect you personally, check out your free birth chart at quietmindastrology.com. You can also schedule a reading there one-on-one with me, and we'll talk about any aspect of your chart you'd like. The basic way to start is with a full birth chart reading where we go through all areas of your life, the dashas, the time periods you're in, and the bigger cycles that are very specific to you and your chart and no one else. And then you overlay these more universal cycles that are happening to all of us into your story of your life and your unfoldment of your dharma, your purpose, and all the other areas of your life. So quietmindastrology.com is where you can do that. And now let's transition into talking about the specific transits that are happening this week from June 20th, 2022. On Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022 at 12, 12 a.m. Central Standard Time, the sun moves into Ardra Nakshatra. For this transit, which is happening for a couple weeks, the sun, our vitality, energy, creativity, passion, leadership ability, is in the sign of Ardra, in the sign of Gemini. It's in the Nakshatra of Ardra, in the sign of Gemini. So what is Ardra about? Well, it's symbolized by a teardrop, and it can represent sorrows and challenges, and distress, but it's about working through those challenges and that distress to eventually move towards the Punarvasu nakshatra, which is like a returning of focus and light and energy and clarity. So during the sun and ardra time, it's about going into what is challenging your authority, your leadership, your power, and learning lessons there, and possibly having some major setbacks or challenges there, but going into those challenges to come out of them stronger, have more energy, more focus, clarity, creativity, and leadership ability. So over the next two weeks, you might find some challenges to that. You might find some major realizations to that and some emotional challenges where you need to go into a sort of stormy part of your psyche and experience. It's ruled by Rudra, the god of storms, which brings us challenges to make us stronger. So all these things over the next two weeks to challenge your authority, your leadership, starting with your inner authority, how you lead yourself, and what brings you power, energy, and vitality. This could be working with the masculine energy in yourself, whether you're a male or female body. The energy of all of these things I talked about are more of the masculine principle, and maybe setting clearer boundaries and structure in your day having more physical activity in your day might help with these energies. Now, you can look where Ardra is if you have anything there in your birth chart, quietmindastrology.com, get your free birth chart. It's going to affect you 
differently or more personally, depending on what's there in your chart or what's in the sign of Gemini. And uh, overall, it can be a, a challenging time, but very powerful and healing. And especially as we go towards July 5th, when the sun moves into Punarvasu Nakshatra, uh, major transitions and transformations of these qualities of the sun and things to do with your father as well. So all this stuff also applies to your relationship, to your father and authority figures in your life, where you might come up against some challenges, some stormy weather, and then clear skies afterwards. Then on Sunday this week, there are three transits, starting with Sunday, June 26th at 6.31 a.m. Venus moves into Rohini Nakshatra. And then at 6.10, Mars moves into Aries and Ashwini Nakshatra, which I'll talk about in a moment. First, Venus, the planet of love, beauty, relationships in Rohini, which is a very positive place for it to be, a very nurturing, luxurious, beautiful, harmonious place for Venus to be, which brings all those qualities into your relationship and into the things that are beautiful in your life. It could be a garden, it could be interior design, decorating, uh, going out into nature, and finding more beauty in these places finding more harmony in these places, and creating more harmony in your relationships. Overall, very positive placement and energy, which is a nice balance to the sun being an Ardra at this time, some more challenges coming there. Uh, and then Mars going into Aries on the same day at 6.10 p.m. Central Time. Mars goes into Aries into Ashwini Nakshatra. So it's in its own sign, and this brings a lot of power, hard work, focus, drive, and that warrior kind of energy into initiating things, starting things. As I talked about throughout this month, this is a powerful time on June 26th to start new projects, to initiate new ventures, to move in a new direction, to get more clarity, focus, drive, and hard work on creating something. Ashwini Nakshatra is about starting things, creating things, being uh, driven and focused in a direction like the horse that is representative of Ashwini. There is a lot of power and a lot of ability to go far in a direction and to start something new. And this is nice with the sun and Ardra going into Purnarvasu on July 5th. So we're going through some challenges, some stormy weather to some degree, depends where it is in your birth chart and other factors. But needless to say, there is some sort of big lesson about your drive, your ambition, what to focus on, what direction to go, and a lot of power to go in that direction. So if you're not clear, you want a little support on finding what that direction is, send me a message at quietmindastrology on Instagram. You can schedule a reading at quietmindastrology.com, and we can talk about specifically what's going on for you. Uh, the good times to get readings are if you know you're going into a new dasha, or if you're feeling a lot of this stuff I've been talking about in this podcast or recent episodes, if you're feeling the transits a lot uh, or going through a big life change like uh, marriage, move, divorce, wedding, these kind of things, uh, big life changes, babies, uh, that's a good time to get a reading or your birthday or even on just your lunar return every month. Uh, there's a time on your moon birthday. It's a good time to get a reading as well. You can get your free birth chart if you don't know any of that stuff quietmindastrology.com is where you get your free chart. And then next week, we'll talk about the other transits going on, such as the new moon in Gemini, also in Ardra. Interesting to go with what I've been talking about today. 
And then we'll have Neptune going retrograde in Pisces. We'll talk about that and how it affects more on a collective global level, which the outer planets like Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto affect more global issues. And then we'll get into the July horoscope for the whole month looking ahead uh, with the big thing being Jupiter going retrograde next month. So a lot of expansion and growth from June, June 26th through July 28th. Then that slows down a bit. So if you've been wanting to move forward on a big project, create a lot of expansion and growth in your life, then this time between June 26th this week through July 28th is the time for expansion and growth. And over the next few weeks, I'll be talking about ways that you can grow in your studies and learning about Vedic Astrology with the Vedic Astrology Mentorship, which only opens once a year, and that will be this August. So if you want to learn all I have to teach about Vedic Astrology, from planets, signs, houses, nakshatras, aspects, everything in depth, the D9, the deeper aspects of Vedic Astrology, the divisional charts, D10, and so on, things that I don't even have time really to get into much in these podcasts, and how to read charts, and if you want to create a career, and offer readings as a paid service, yes, you can do it, and I make it simple for you. These are the things I wish I knew years ago. It took me many years to figure out my own path and figure out my own way of learning these things with the support of some amazing teachers, but also finding ways to distill all this stuff into very easy-to-learn, digestible chunks so that you can go through the mentorship with me over four months and by the end, open up any chart for anybody and immediately know how to start making predictions that are accurate and proven and tested. And it, you can do it even within a couple of weeks with some people who have been through this program. So it's pretty cool, pretty amazing, and really exciting and fun to learn this stuff and to learn and understand ourselves better, learn and understand others better, and really just kind of get a sense of why we're here, what we're doing, and our place in the universe and make things make a little more sense and give us a big, bigger sense of purpose, meaning, and service to ourselves, to others, and to whatever we feel called that we're here to do in this lifetime. So that's the Vedic Astrology Mentorship. A lot more details to come and some cool free offerings around that coming up soon, and that will be opening this August. So stay tuned for more updates about that throughout July and into August. And thank you for listening to the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please take a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcast. And I look forward to sharing more with you next time on the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast.